This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> got another hour to play with. Then we're going to turn things over to Pat O'Keefe. He's got Knicks pregame. Knicks, Nuggets, little afternoon matinee at MSG. Remember, tonight the Rangers are going to be skating there against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hey, speaking of hockey, did you know it's the New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season? Did you know that? I mean, you might have heard a couple of rumblings here and there, but I, I swear to you, it is the Islanders' 50th anniversary season. It continues on with celebrations and giveaways all season long at UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. So enter to win two free tickets to see the Isles face off against the Buffalo Sabres on March the 25th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contests, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets and more catch every islanders game live on the islanders stream it's heard only on the espn new york app nick's nuggets this afternoon at the garden looking forward to actually seeing them back on the floor i mean it seems like it's been ages since they played i thought i thought it was like the uh all-star break revisited for the knicks but it will get to be uh, it's gonna be good to see them back out there and more importantly they might actually have a pretty familiar face back in uniform today, namely Jalen Brunson. Tom Thibodeau said a couple of moments ago when meeting with the media that Brunson's going to go through warm-ups and he could be available if everything checks out A-OK. Now, normally in those situations, you know, when the coach says something along those lines, that means the guy's playing. So anything short of he goes out there and re-injures himself during the warm-up, I mean, he's going to be back in there. Now, good thing, bad thing. Good thing is, yay, Jalen Brunson's playing. And the Knicks are, of course, a better team when he's out on the floor. He's the most important player on this roster, as I've said time and time and time again. And you probably feel the same, I mean, if you're watching the games, like I know most of you are. The other part of this is there's a little ounce of me that still wants to exercise caution, right? And still want to just even really make sure this thing is as close to 100% because I don't want to be playing this game and the Knicks don't want to be playing this game for the remainder of the season to where it's, okay, Brunson's good to go, and then he goes out there and, you know, suffers a setback, and then he has to sit out two or three more games. But then he's feeling better and he wants to go out there and play, and then there's another setback. You can't keep playing this game because you don't have the luxury of time anymore. You know, if this was December, January, you might be in a better position than you are right now. But the fact that there's only 11 games left in the season, as we said, and the playoffs begin less than a month from now, you can't have it eat into the money season. Because breaking news, Knicks aren't beating anybody without Jalen Brunson. They're not winning a first-round series. They need him to be as close to 100% as possible. So how much do you value where you are right now in the standings? And if it's going to be come at the sacrifice of winning or losing a couple of games here and there. Because I think that's what your options are. I mean, you have to realistically wonder if catching the Cavaliers is doable. Right now, it's two games in the loss column, three overall in the standings. Because Cleveland has played a couple of more games than the Knicks have. Now, they got that big matchup on the 31st in a couple of weeks. It's in Cleveland. It's a big game, and if the Knicks beat the Cavaliers that night, they will have the head-to-head tiebreaker for the season series. Knicks have won two out of the three meetings already, so that would clinch it. So that is a huge game, as we know. But what happens with all the other games, right? And when I look at the two schedules, Cleveland's is easier. 
So are you going to be in a position to where the Cavaliers are going to stub their toe on multiple occasions, which is going to allow the Knicks to finish in fourth and to get home court advantage in that first-round series? I mean, you can't just bank on that, right? I mean, the Knicks have some tough games the rest of the way. I wouldn't say that it's the most difficult schedule in the entire sport, but there are opportunities to where they can get beat. I mean, they could get beat today. I like their chances this afternoon because Denver's not as good on the road as they are at home. It's not even close. I mean, the Nuggets are an exceptional team in their building. I mean, that's why they've got the best record in the Western Conference. On the road, they're just, eh, they're so-so. And then you got Minnesota coming in on Monday. Two teams that in your building, if you're a legit team, you should beat. And then you go on the road, you go at Miami, at Orlando, tricky games. I mean, you could have easily lost to Miami the last time you were down there a couple of weeks ago until Randall hit that game-winning shot at the end. You got Houston at home, they stink. You got Miami again at home, which you know is going to be tricky and it means a lot for them because they're trying to get out of that play-in tournament. Right now, Miami's in seventh. They're a game and a half behind the Nets to get out of there. Then that game in Cleveland on the 31st. And then you close out with four, home Washington, at Indiana, at New Orleans, home Indiana. Just got to make sure that Brunson is 100%. That's all I'm saying. I, I, they can't afford to just have him in and out, in and out, like the revolving door the rest of the season, because that's not going to benefit this team at all. They know what they're doing, the doctors, the trainers, better than you and I. Got to take their word for it here. But this afternoon, this is a gettable game. It really and truly is. And I think that collectively, I like where this team is. I like the spot they're in. Um, it would be great if they could get home court advantage in the first round. But like I said, I don't know how realistic that is. But as long as they're in that 4-5, and if they're going to be playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, I like their chances. And it's important they don't drop any further than fifth. Because if they even fall down to six, I hate the matchup with Philadelphia or Boston, whoever that's going to be. And, and, and those teams are tied in the loss column right now for second. So if you finish sixth, like where Brooklyn is right now, you're either playing Boston, you're either playing Philadelphia. I hate those matchups for the Knicks. I hate them. There is a much, much greater chance that they could find their way through the first round if they finish in the four or five. And it doesn't even mean having home court advantage. I think they could beat the Cavaliers, even if they have to be the team that you know, has to start on the road. With the way this team has played, as confident as they are, and oh, by the way, this is one of the best road teams in all the NBA. Cleveland is not a good team on the road. I have no doubt that the Knicks could go into Cleveland, win one game, hell, maybe even win two games in that series if push comes to shove. So bring it on. You know, let them go play the Cavaliers. Let the series begin in Cleveland. Who cares? You know, in the mix of this team, it really does take on kind of that, like, New York mentality, New York identity. You know, it's not pretty. It's not flashy. They put in the work. They grind it out on both ends of the floor, and that's what you like to see. I know I keep going on and on and on about Josh Hart and what this guy brings to the court and what he brings to the team. It's, it, it really is remarkable. Every, you talk about consistency. Josh Hart gives you that every single time he goes out there on the court. And I know that he wasn't maybe like the splashiest name at the trade deadline. He wasn't a guy that was, you know, you weren't taking on a 20-point scorer. You know, you're not taking on an all-star. 
But the guy fits this team like a glove. The role that he is asked to play and the way he is able to go out there and night in and night out give you essentially the same darn performance. I, I, I mean, what more can you ask for, really? 25 to 30 minutes a night. Hell, he might even give you a triple-double. The other night in Portland, he almost had a triple-double. And only playing limited minutes off the bench. The guy was a plus 26 that night. Plus 26 coming off the bench. And the numbers that stand out to me more than anything else with Josh Hart is the team wins. Right? They played 14 games since they got Josh Hart. They've won 11 of them. And to me, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Winning and losing. Trying to beat the other team. And obviously, there's other factors. It's not just his. But damn. What a move that was by that front office bringing him in. And you're talking about a guy that wants to be here. You know, guys already talking about making New York his home. That's a win-win. So we'll see if Brunson's able to give it a go here this afternoon. It would be nice. And we'll see how many touches that they could get Mitchell Robinson, too, <laughs> so he could pipe down. How about Mitch? How about Mitch going off the other night? You know, after that great win they had in Portland, erasing, what, a 16-point deficit, saving face on that West Coast trip, getting back to 500 on the trip, and then Mitchell Robinson after the game goes on Snapchat, and he's saying, boy, you know what, it'd be nice if they give me some touches and I could maybe, you know, score some points. Mitch, you're not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're not Shaquille O'Neal. You're not Joel Embiid. You're a nice player, and you got a role on this team. You're a rim protector. Get some rebounds. Block some shots. Affect the pain area. That's why you're here. You know, you're, you're not going to morph into the next Patrick Ewing. Sorry. But I give Mitch credit, too, because I guess, you know, after the dust settled, either that or maybe somebody from the team got to him, he kind of walked back those comments a little bit in practice and said, hey, you know what, I was just venting. I apologize, you know, be better next time. It's all about the team. And he's right, because that's what this is all about and what it should be about. You know, Mitchell Robinson is not a guy that's going to be 20 and 10. You know, if he wants to be 20 and 10, he could go someplace else, go play for a bad team, and maybe he'll get a bunch of touches and get an opportunity to score points and, and, and that type of stuff. You know, go, go down to, to Charlotte, and maybe you could get your 20-10. And maybe if you got to bring a couple of extra bucks with you too because I hear Jordan is trying to unload some uh, stake in the team. Jordan's trying to cash out <laughs> like he needs the money. You know, as great of a player Michael Jordan was, too, think about it. He has not exactly uh, been the executive of the year in the NBA in any way, shape, or form. You know, whether they were the Bobcats, whether they were the Hornets, I mean, they just, under his watch, they have not been a good team. Not at all. Imagine being, like, the greatest player of all time and then just, like, having to watch that product night in, night out basis for year after year after year after year. Must be driving him crazy. That's probably he wants to cash out. Can't take it anymore. You know, the guy's got more money than God anyways. Like, why, why does he need to sit there and bother himself watching the Charlotte Hornets? You know what Charlotte should do? She should bring back Larry Johnson, Lonzo Mourning, Muggsy Bogues. Run it back with those dudes. They could probably win more games now with their current lot in life than the current Charlotte Hornets. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll take your calls when we come back. Remember, Knicks pregame at 1230. You'll also hear from the FDU coach, Tobin Anderson, coming up at noon in an interview we did right out of the gate to begin the show earlier this morning. Dan Gross's show, 9870 ESPN.
This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. About another hour to play with. Then we're going to turn things over to Pat O'Keefe. He's got Knicks pregame. Knicks, Nuggets, little afternoon matinee at MSG. Remember, tonight the Rangers are going to be skating there against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Hey, speaking of hockey, did you know it's the New York Islanders' 50th anniversary season? Did you know that? I mean, you might have heard a couple of rumblings here and there, but I, I swear to you, it is the Islanders' 50th anniversary season. It continues on with celebrations and giveaways all season long at UBS Arena. ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. So enter to win two free tickets to see the Isles face off against the Buffalo Sabres on March the 25th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down to contests, and submit your entry. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com for team news, tickets and more catch every islanders game live on the islanders stream it's heard only on the espn new york app nick's nuggets this afternoon at the garden looking forward to actually seeing them back on the floor i mean it seems like it's been ages since they played i thought i thought it was like the uh all-star break revisited for the knicks but it will get to be uh, it's going to be good to see them back out there and more importantly they might actually have a pretty familiar face back in uniform today, namely Jalen Brunson. Tom Thibodeau said a couple of moments ago when meeting with the media that Brunson's going to go through warm-ups and he could be available if everything checks out A-OK. Now, normally in those situations, you know, when the coach says something along those lines, that means the guy's playing. So anything short of he goes out there and re-injures himself during the warm-up, I mean, he's going to be back in there. Now, good thing, bad thing. Good thing is, yay, Jalen Brunson's playing. And the Knicks are, of course, a better team when he's out on the floor. He's the most important player on this roster, as I've said time and time and time again. And you probably feel the same, I mean, if you're watching the games, like I know most of you are. The other part of this is there's a little ounce of me that still wants to exercise caution, right? And still want to just even really make sure this thing is as close to 100% because I don't want to be playing this game and the Knicks don't want to be playing this game for the remainder of the season to where it's okay, Brunson's good to go and then he goes out there and, you know, suffers a setback and then he has to sit out two or three more games. But then he's feeling better and he wants to go out there and play and then there's another setback. You can't keep playing this game because you don't have the luxury of time anymore. You know, if this was December, January, you might be in a better position than you are right now. But the fact that there's only 11 games left in the season, as we said, and the playoffs begin less than a month from now, you can't have it eat into the money season. 
because breaking news, Knicks aren't beating anybody without Jalen Brunson. They're not winning a first-round series. They need him to be as close to 100% as possible. So how much do you value where you are right now in the standings? And if it's going to be come at the sacrifice of winning or losing a couple of games here and there. Because I think that's what your options are. I mean, you have to realistically wonder if catching the Cavaliers is doable. Right now, it's two games in the loss column, three overall in the standings, because Cleveland has played a couple of more games than the Knicks have. Now, they got that big matchup on the 31st in a couple of weeks. It's in Cleveland. It's a big game. And if the Knicks beat the Cavaliers that night, they will have the head-to-head tiebreaker for the season series. Knicks have won two out of the three meetings already, so that would clinch it. So that is a huge game, as we know. But what happens with all the other games? Right? And when I look at the two schedules, Cleveland's is easier. So are you going to be in a position to where the Cavaliers are going to stub their toe on multiple occasions, which is going to allow the Knicks to finish in fourth and to get home court advantage in that first-round series? I mean, you can't just bank on that, right? I mean, the Knicks have some tough games the rest of the way. I wouldn't say that it's the most difficult schedule in the entire sport, but there are opportunities to where they can get beat. I mean, they could get beat today. I like their chances this afternoon because Denver's not as good on the road as they are at home. It's not even close. I mean, the Nuggets are an exceptional team in their building. I mean, that's why they've got the best record in the Western Conference. On the road, they're just, eh, they're so-so. And then you got Minnesota coming in on Monday. Two teams that in your building, if you're a legit team, you should beat. And then you go on the road, you go at Miami, at Orlando. Tricky games. I mean, you could have easily lost to Miami the last time you were down there a couple of weeks ago until Randall hit that game-winning shot at the end. You got Houston at home. They stink. You got Miami again at home, which you know is going to be tricky, and it means a lot for them because they're trying to get out of that play-in tournament. Right now, Miami's in seventh. They're a game and a half behind the Nets to get out of there. Then that game in Cleveland on the 31st, and then you close out with four, home Washington, at Indiana, at New Orleans, home Indiana. Just got to make sure that Brunson is 100%. That's all I'm saying. I, I, they can't afford to just have him in and out, in and out, like the revolving door the rest of the season, because that's not going to benefit this team at all. They know what they're doing, the doctors, the trainers, better than you and I. Got to take their word for it here. But this afternoon, this is a gettable game. It really and truly is. And I think that collectively, I like where this team is. I like the spot they're in. Um, it would be great if they could get home court advantage in the first round, but like I said, I don't know how realistic that is. But as long as they're in that 4-5, and if they're going to be playing the Cleveland Cavaliers, I like their chances. And it's important they don't drop any further than fifth because if they even fall down to six, I hate the matchup with Philadelphia or Boston, whoever that's going to be, and, and, and those teams are tied in the loss column right now for second. So if you finish sixth, like where Brooklyn is right now, you're either playing Boston, you're either playing Philadelphia. I hate those matchups for the Knicks. I hate them. There is a much, much greater chance that they could find their way through the first round if they finish in the 4-5. And it doesn't even mean having home court advantage. I think they could beat the Cavaliers, even if they have to be the team that, you know, has to start on the road. With the way this team has played, as confident as they are, and oh, by the way, this is one of the best road teams in all the NBA. 
Cleveland is not a good team on the road. I have no doubt that the Knicks could go into Cleveland, win one game, hell, maybe even win two games in that series if push comes to shove. So bring it on. You know, let them go play the Cavaliers. Let the series begin in Cleveland. Who cares? You know, in the mix of this team, it really does take on kind of that, like, New York mentality, New York identity. You know, it's not pretty. It's not flashy. They put in the work. They grind it out on both ends of the floor, and that's what you like to see. I know I keep going on and on and on about Josh Hart and what this guy brings to the court and what he brings to the team. It's, it, it really is remarkable. Every, you talk about consistency. Josh Hart gives you that every single time he goes out there on the court. And I know that he wasn't maybe like the splashiest name at the trade deadline. He wasn't a guy that was, you know, you weren't taking on a 20-point scorer. You know, you're not taking on an all-star. But the guy fits this team like a glove. The role that he is asked to play and the way he is able to go out there and night in and night out give you essentially the same darn performance. I I, I mean, what more can you ask for, really? 25 to 30 minutes a night. Hell, he might even give you a triple-double. The other night in Portland, he almost had a triple-double. And only playing limited minutes off the bench. The guy was a plus 26 that night. Plus 26 coming off the bench. And the numbers that stand out to me more than anything else with Josh Hart is the team wins. Right? They've played 14 games since they got Josh Hart. They've won 11 of them. And to me, that's the name of the game, isn't it? Winning and losing. Trying to beat the other team. And obviously, there's other factors. It's not just his. But damn. What a move that was by that front office bringing him in. And you're talking about a guy that wants to be here. You know, guys already talking about making New York his home. That's a win-win. So we'll see if Brunson's able to give it a go here this afternoon. It would be nice. And we'll see how many touches that they could get Mitchell Robinson, too, <laughs> so he could pipe down. How about Mitch? How about Mitch going off the other night? You know, after that great win they had in Portland, erasing, what, a 16-point deficit, saving face on that West Coast trip, getting back to 500 on the trip, and then Mitchell Robinson after the game goes on Snapchat, and he's saying, boy, you know what, it would be nice if they give me some touches and I could maybe, you know, score some points. Mitch, you're not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You're not Shaquille O'Neal. You're not Joel Embiid. You're a nice player, and you got a role on this team. You're a rim protector. Get some rebounds. Block some shots. Affect the pain area. That's why you're here. You know, you're, you're not going to morph into the next Patrick Ewing. Sorry. But I give Mitch credit, too, because I guess, you know, after the dust settled, either that or maybe somebody from the team got to him, he kind of walked back those comments a little bit in practice and said, you know what, I was just venting. I apologize, you know, be better next time. It's all about the team. And he's right, because that's what this is all about and what it should be about. You know, Mitchell Robinson is not a guy that's going to be 20 and 10. You know, if he wants to be 20 and 10, he could go someplace else, go play for a bad team, and maybe he'll get a bunch of touches and get an opportunity to score points and, and, and that type of stuff. You know, go, go down to, to Charlotte, and maybe he could get your 20-10. And maybe if you got bring a couple of extra bucks with you too because I hear Jordan is trying to unload some uh, stake in the team. Jordan's trying to cash out <laughs> like he needs the money. You know, as great of a player Michael Jordan was, too, think about it. He is not exactly uh, 
been the executive of the year in the NBA in any way, shape, or form. You know, whether they were the Bobcats, whether they were the Hornets, I mean, they're just under his watch. They have not been a good team. Not at all. Imagine being like the greatest player of all time and then just like having to watch that product night in, night out basis for year after year after year after year. Must be driving him crazy. That's probably he wants to cash out. Can't take it anymore. You know, the guy's got more money than God anyways. Like, why, why does he need to sit there and bother himself watching the Charlotte Hornets? You know what Charlotte should do? She should bring back Larry Johnson, Lonzo Mourning, Muggsy Bogues. Run it back with those dudes. They could probably win more games now with their current lot in life than the current Charlotte Hornets. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll take your calls when we come back. Remember, Knicks pregame at 1230. You'll also hear from the FDU coach, Tobin Anderson, coming up at noon in an interview we did right out of the gate to begin the show earlier this morning. Dan Gross's show, 9870 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN on this Saturday morning, which is going to bleed into Saturday afternoon pretty soon. How about that? About 45 more minutes. Then Pat O'Keefe at 12.30. He's got Nick pregame, Nick's Nuggets. Let me get you the rest of the day, as a matter of fact, here on the channel. After the uh, Nick's Nuggets... Gordon Damer is going to take over when that is through. He's going to lead you right up until 7.30, and then he's going to pass the microphone back to me. It's like we're running a relay race. How about that? And then I'll get you set for Rangers-Penguins. Donnie will be on the call tonight, I believe with Dave. Could be wrong, but I believe it's Don and Dave over at MSG. Third meeting of the week between the Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. If you're looking for the Islanders, they are on 1050 beginning at 10 o'clock this evening. Devils also play tonight. They're in Florida down in Sunrise, take on the Panthers coming up. That'll be a 6 o'clock affair down in Florida. So all three of our hockey teams continuing the march along here towards the postseason, which is kind of where you expect all of them to be, although the Islanders' situation is a little probably more tenuous than the other two since they're technically in the wild card portion of the race there in the Eastern Conference I still think they're going to get in I, you know I, I I believe that they will and you know we've talked about it here over the last little while you think about like where we are right now as a city all three hockey teams could be in the playoffs Knicks and Nets are going to make the playoffs both baseball teams despite the fact that the Mets can't keep anybody healthy both of the baseball teams figure to be in the postseason this year right the Giants were in the playoffs Jets are getting Aaron Rodgers Right? You want to even, like, throw college sports into it? Hell, St. John's, maybe you're going to get Rick Pitino here pretty soon. I mean, like, things, this is going to be like the sports capital of the world again, as it should be. Now, you got to win championships. That would make things a hell of a lot easier, but things are looking up. It's taken long enough. Let's try Richard again. He's in Manhattan. He's up next here on 98.7. Hello, Richard. How are you? Dan, as far as the NCAA tournament, no one has mentioned this. Yes. 116, 
Fairleigh Dickinson. They're not even a 16. They're a 36. They don't deserve to be in the tournament because they lost their conference championship to another team. I forgot the name of the team. And no, that no. team didn't get in because of a stupid NCAA rule, which yes. is fantastic because we can talk about it. And it makes great, great, great father to talk about. The reason they're in is because the team that beat them was not allowed in because they jumped from Division Two to Division One. This has happened before, but never where the team that got in won a, uh, a play-in game or a first-round game. So this is Hollywood could not make this kind of story up. Let's say FDU wins a couple of more games. This will be the biggest story in it. Well, almost as probably bigger than St. Peter's, but they've got to win a couple of more. They do not deserve to be in this tournament, bottom line. And that's what makes it unbelievable, let alone beating a number one seed. So I think this is fantastic. People should be talking about that. And the NCAA, as stupid as they are, and it works out great for them because we're talking about it. So I think that's fantastic. One other thing, Dan, and I'll leave on this. Mm-hmm. The thing with Edwin Diaz, nobody's talking about. We should listen. You can't do anything about it. He could have slipped in the bathroom. Any of this, it could have been during the regular season. Uh, none of this is under our control. It happens. But the interesting thing that I would love to talk about: Would he have gone if he didn't have a contract? If this was his free agent year and he didn't have that guaranteed hundred million? That's the question. Cohen will be getting this money back. Of course, the Met fans, we lose out. But we can lose out any time on any pitcher. This is the risk we take with our ballplayers, and we know that. All this stuff they're getting into about it's too early in the season, it means nothing because these players want to play it. It's that important for them in their countries, and you have to let them play. This is what feeds them. It's in their blood, and I, I respect it, and I love it. So nothing should be changed. But we can talk about it. Would Diaz have gone if he didn't have a contract? That's the question. That's good the question. thing we'd like to know. Dan, always a pleasure. Thank you. Rich, it's a good question. I, gotta, uh, I can only speak for myself. The answer is hell no. I wouldn't. If I didn't have my long-term security lined up already and I went and played in a tournament, which could, you know, like I said, anything can happen. I could be injured, and then that could affect my earning power. That's something I would think long and hard about. And I have to go, look, somebody I'm sure has done this, but you have to go look at all of these rosters for the World Baseball Classic and with the major leaguers in it. And are there guys who are going into their walk year in 2023 that don't have long-term contracts and are potentially risking their futures by playing in this? I, I I don't know. Maybe there are a couple. But the good news about it is because, remember, here's the thing with the WBC. Since now this is a Major League Baseball sanctioned event, baseball or the Mets are going to get the insurance money back on that Diaz contract, at least for 2023. He was set to make like 18 mil and change or something like that, or I don't know what the breakdown is. But Major League Baseball and the insurance is going to go right back in the Mets' pockets because of it. Now, how is this going to apply to the competitive balance tax and luxury tax and that sort of thing? Because the Mets... When you add up their payroll and the tax and everything, it's over $400 bucks. Do they get a little bit of a discount on Diaz's deal and what it pertains to that? That we still don't have the answers to. But the insurance money will be refunded back to the Mets because this happened in an event which now has Major League Baseball's backing, which I think does make a hell of a lot of sense, as it should. You know, if you're going to go ahead and do something like this, 
you might as well cover the teams because without the players and without the star power in Major League Baseball, I just don't think the event has the same type of cachet. You know, you might as well be playing the Olympic baseball. You know, the Olympic baseball that they had a couple of years ago, it's, it, was, it was exactly a who's who. You know, it was maybe some guys who used to play in Major League Baseball once upon a time, trying to resurrect their careers, use it as a showcase, but it wasn't the best players. None of these countries were having the best players. So I think that's important if you're going to go that extra mile. 800-919-3776. Remember, you'll hear from the FDU coach Tobin Anderson coming up at the top of the hour. Dan Gross' show, we roll till 1230 right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. You know, we haven't mentioned this yet either. Um, lost in the flurry of everything that's kind of been happening with the transactions and the movement and so on and so forth. How about the Jets yesterday late afternoon among the free agent moves that they made bringing in or bringing back, I should say, none other than Thomas Morstead? you know, who punted for them a couple of years ago when Braden Mann was injured uh, early on in the season. I think that was in 2021. And so he kicked for the Jets for, I don't know, a few games maybe. And he did a pretty good job. He actually punted better for the Jets than Braden Mann punted for the Jets. But when Braden Mann came back, they let Thomas Morstead go. And then last year he punted for the Miami Dolphins. So now they bring Morstead back, and look, it goes without saying that, you know, man has not exactly lived up to the hype. You know, he was the Ray Guy Award winner as the nation's top college punter when he was at A&M, and he was part of that 2020 draft class, which has not exactly produced glowing returns. And, you know, if he's going to be no longer the punter, that's one less guy you can remove from the list or whatever. And... Morstead's had a good career. He really and truly has, and it wouldn't shock me if, you know, now he's the guy. And I'm sure that, you know, the Jets are bringing him on, not even so much as competition for Braden, man, but, you know, like I said, I think he's probably the betting favorite to be the Jet punter for the upcoming season. You know, remember, once upon a time, Morstead, and he began his career, and, you know, the majority of his career has been with the New Orleans Saints. Morstead was that guy when they won the Super Bowl and they beat the Colts. Morstead was the one who executed that onside kick that really changed the complexion of that football game against Indianapolis. You know, he, he was the one who had the onside kick. That's going to be his, like, claim to fame. And I already saw some people, like, kind of tweeting guys on the team, like, you know, in appreciation of bringing Thomas Morstead back. So now, like, Braden Mann is getting the Zach Wilson treatment. <laughs> in that locker room <laughs> to where his own teammates are more excited about somebody else coming in to do that job than the one who was there. Oh, my goodness. You can't make it up. Anyways, when we come back, the man of the hour, national news, national story maker, Tobin Anderson, head coach of the FDU Knights, who shocked the sports world, knocking off the top seed Purdue Boilermakers. We talked to him a few hours ago. We will replay that conversation for you coming up next in case you missed it. Dan Gross' show, we roll till 1230. Then it's Knicks basketball right here on 9870 ESPN.